Wir gehen jetzt in den Wassers los. It's Deinen Freundo, Seth, I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is sponsored by PUBG Mobile. Listen! Welcome to the Nintendo Voice Chat episode 432. I'm your host, Zach Ryan, and I'm joined today by Per Schneider. 432 again? No, okay. that's not Keep true. Going. Brian Altano. 432 again? No, that's not true. And over there, Tina Amini. Hi, Tina. 34 again. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Tina doesn't get the joke. <laughs> Tina, we haven't seen you since Germany. How you been? Uh, I've been good. Yeah, this is only my second time on NBC. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Well, I feel like I've seen you more often than that. Well, I mean, we've seen her in the office. Oh, on the show. Okay. But she yeah. hasn't been on the show okay. since no, the, our special German episode. episode. Okay. I mean, every episode is a special German uh, episode with Perry. But uh, that one it was in particular German. that yeah. one in particular was actually in Germany. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's also in German. Yeah, we, that's right. Yeah, we, we, we all speak German. fluent yeah. German. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's everybody's week? 
What? How's your week going? Oh, how's your week? Yeah. Uh, my week. said, so, how's your week? My week's, can you, can you tell? I'm just super tired. We've been waking <laughs> I, up early. Okay. Yeah. We're 50 seconds into the show and you made a weed joke. <laughs> no, it's the Nintendo Wii. He's asking yeah, if he still uses his Wii console. Right. Hey, how's your, hey, how's your Wii? My, my Wii is good. Okay. Yeah. Do your kids play your Wii? No, they don't. <laughs> Not even the Wii U is getting the workout anymore. No, it's yeah, we talked about that question. before on the show. I spit on yeah. you a little bit. No, that's, that's okay. I spit when I talk, when I'm excited. Um, we talked this about that a little great. bit before, uh, about how <laughs> we we have those consoles, but they're not hooked up, and like they rarely get played. But I still have the Wii U hooked up. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I keep on opening the drawer, and I see some games like 3D World, for okay. example, and I'm like, oh, I got to play that again. Yeah. But when we have when we have young kids, like uh, parents over with young kids, then uh, everybody plays like yep. uh, yeah. Nintendo Land. And stuff I've like been that. spending some time with my old friend, the 3DS, uh, oh. of late, and. Uh, I, I I think that I saw the 3D Land icon the other day and was very interested in replaying that game. It's been a while, but I love what is game. this stand, yeah. man? Oh well, the stand. Lamacall. You can't you can't see the stand on camera by design, but it is it is a stand by Lamacall, and I actually stole this off of uh, Jordan Parker's desk mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to display this cool 3DS that I have. Jordan is that Parker's strictly like presentational value? Or yeah, you, it's very nice. Oh, I see. You, know, that's you, don't, like, you don't like play while using it? That stand is great for Switch. I mean, it's really Kidicurus. good for Switch. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. not so great for 3DS because you couldn't play it. Because the Switch stand What are we is talking about right now? Useless. Oh, I figured that we'd just take a few minutes just to check in with everybody, see how we're doing. Oh, I see. Real, okay. real lax, just lazy, yeah. mosey on in a town yeah. intro. I like it. Look, I'm high as a kite, so it's no big deal. Not true. Guys, let's talk about some news. Okay. Great. Go ahead. Yeah, talk about I the agree. news. No. Um, we <laughs> last week last week we we talked all about the N- Nintendo Direct. Obviously, we're a Nintendo show, so that makes sense. Yep. But there's one thing that we didn't get to cover. Uh, we're a couple weeks late on this news on the show, but you probably know about it out there. And that is that Capcom has revealed that uh, Resident Evil uh, remake, Resident Evil Zero, mm-hmm. and Resident Evil Four, yes, are coming to the Switch. And I, I would like to say that NVC takes sole responsibility yep. for at least Resident Evil Four to come into the Switch. Resident we've we've been yelling about this since the sec- the second we found out about what the Nintendo Switch was. We wanted Resident Evil Four on the system. Cool. So some of here. us, some of us, it took a few a few weeks to start yelling about it. But that was you day one. They were like, "Give me that Resident Evil Four. Yeah, here it is. Some footage of the best video game ever made. I was. It's not, but it's it's, it's, it's really good. I love this game. But RE Zero, I always feel like RE Zero is the odd game because it's, not it's great. Yeah, it's so uh, Resident yeah. Evil Zero and Resident Evil Four specifically were part of the. Well, Resident Evil Four was part of the Capcom Five. Yeah, if you think back to the mm-hmm. GameCube era, well, mm-hmm. this game was only supposed to be released for the GameCube, but then subsequently was released on every single platform ever made. Now, including Nintendo Switch. Um, if you haven't played this game, you're in for a real treat. I, I will say that it does. It is starting to show its age a little bit. Uh, I recently replayed this game when the HD version came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is a f- fantastic game. Really fun. Really spooky. Uh, really gross. A lot of I, gross stuff. Men's <laughs> heads exploding and stuff. I Crazy. actually replayed this game on my paternity leave three months ago on PS4, and it's fantastic. It's uh, you have a kid. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's interesting um, because uh, th- I think what people immediately get pushed back in this game is that it is a 3D action game, but you can't run and shoot at the same time. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. stop and pop. Yep. It still and retains. You- it still retains a lot of the like survival horror roots of Definitely. the original Resident Evil games in that there's a lot of resource and item management. Yep. and uh, it's not nearly as action oriented and like uh, quick timey as five and six. You play? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I mean not not recently not over any yeah. kind of paternity leave or remake. But um, mm-hmm. many, you got a kid? Maybe ages ago. No, definitely not. Congratulations. 
congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. It's my switch. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a weird transitionary phase for them. So it seems like it's kind of Capcom being like, remember when we did Resident Evil good and also two is coming out and <laughs> right. also seven was good? Well, yeah. it's like there are uh, two Resident Evil games on Switch right now. Um, they are, you know, Resident Evil Revelations, Revelations 1 and 2. 1 and, 2. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of cool stuff in there and they share some of the DNA of 4, but they are very different games. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games of all time, but specifically it's never really been on a handheld. The closest we've ever come is they Capcom made a very sort of like truncated iOS version mm -hmm. a couple years ago, which yeah. I still have the icon for, but doesn't load on modern iOS uh, iterations effectively. Oh, wow. And so um, this is the first time that that this game has ever been like on a dedicated portable system. And so that makes it awesome because like right. I love this game. But the thing is, I don't know if this will be a port of the GameCube version. This was also ported to Wii where it had pointer controls. Yeah. So there's an, uh, a chance for that to happen. Or the, the version Zach mentioned, which was the HD remake, which isn't really like a complete total overhaul. They just Fine. cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it looks um, nice. But it, that's an easy drag and drop it, on a Switch as well, the, and I think it could totally run it. This drag game, and drop is my favorite mobile this, game. Super drag and this drop. This game, yeah. like when you play it now, you don't realize like all the things that it did in you know in in one package. It has this like mini overworld where you actually fortify yourself and you defend yourself. Remember, like you can you can hide in a building and yeah. the mm -hmm. chainsaw guy comes after you. And it has all these kind of like uh, outdoors, like uh, woods elements, mm -hmm. like, yep. giant creatures, and and some kind of classic even. Um, like pursuit elements where you're waiting for an elevator and something's chasing yes. you. It's right. so freaking creepy that there's, whole there's that, and then there's so also good. like uh, layers of mechanics built into this game that that I encourage repeat play. And like for me specifically, um, there's you can upgrade your systems, you can upgrade your guns by uh, you know selling things that you find in game. What do you and, buy? Hey, you, you visit it? a merchant. Yeah, it's like and, it's a really uh, smart way. I can't of believe we're, we're diving this deep into Resident Evil Four. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you about the systems in this game. game. It's a 10-year-old game. But it's, it's really, phenomenal. really good. Uh, also, uh, the Resident Evil remake is coming, which is... Also really good. An incredible version of the original PlayStation Classic. Uh, very scary, much more of a horror game than Resident Evil 4. Yep. Um, but much more annoying to play for modern gamers, I think, because yeah, you exit this, screens and you can't quite yeah, see things. Yeah, but this remake has the 3D controls. It isn't necessarily like tank-controlled, yeah. so it gives you the option to play that. No, but and this is, uh, this Resident is... Evil Zero uh, is the one that has a train. So yeah. It's about uh, all you can say for that one. Well, actually, I really like the second half of Resident Evil Zero because it gets to a mansion and it's like really fun and it feels very uh, classic Resident Evil. Um, I think it handles the character swapping better than some of the later ones does. Also, it has a basement full of disgusting white apes. I've played, I feel like, I I feel played like, Zero since it first came out. I feel like Train to Busan is a better Resident Evil Zero than Resident Evil Zero. So the train stuff is really only the first hour of Resident Evil Zero. That's People, like all I remember from Yeah, the, mm -hmm. there's a whole mansion game after that. That's so right. So it, it really opens up. Why this is special, though, is because these are games to me that I think are sort of connected to the GameCube. Resident mm -hmm. Evil 4, Resident Evil Remake, and Resident Evil Zero are games that I associate with Nintendo games on GameCube. And they sort of disappeared from Nintendo for a while. And mm -hmm. now they're coming back home and that's really cool to see. Nice. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of new games, uh, we are getting three <laughs> we are getting three new NES games uh, coming through the uh, Switch online service. Uh, the original Metroid. Yes. Thumbs up, thumbs we down. We like it. Thumbs yes. up. Okay. Um, I, yeah, the original Metroid is fine. Um, I think, I think that... I think the original Metroid is fine. Well, that's Twinbee. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, AKA, yeah. <laughs> that's AKA a whole different Stinger. game. Yeah. Look at Samus, the little ship. 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So the other game coming uh, is Twin B, which I actually don't know anything about. What? I played a lot of this yeah. game. Um, this is really cool because it's yeah. it's eff- effectively like a Gradius R type style game, it, uh, where you juggle these bells to, uh, and the more you shoot at them, the higher your power ups get. Yeah, so, they change color, yeah. and uh, that determines what power ups you get. So it's a sh- yeah, it's Konami a th- with a weird juggling element. Classic Konami shooter series. Okay. Uh, Super NES pop and Twin B much better. But Sam, we'll Sam take was it. very excited about Twin B. Twin B is good. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, third game is Mighty Bomb Jack, mm-hmm. which I, I remember, but I don't. I I I don't remember. I remember seeing it at least, but I don't remember really playing it as a kid. So, but this is based um, on the original Bomb Jack arcade machines, right? Like of course. Where, where you fly around the little guy with a cape and yeah. No? yeah, yeah. You guys no. remember Bomb Jack? No. No. Oh. Uh, but obviously the 80s. crown jewel here is is uh, the original Metroid, which I think is a little obtuse uh, at this point. Like it, it's really hard to to play the original Metroid when Super Metroid does everything so much better. Hmm. Um, and not only that, but I mean this game got remade as uh, Metroid Zero Mission, mm-hmm. which is by far my favorite Metroid game. But same. Uh, uh, but it's I, so fun to to revisit it. And I still have a lot of love in my heart for this yeah. game. I think it has a phenomenal soundtrack. Man, what a um, Metroid hater. Well, isn't it like a muscle memory thing too? You just kind of get back into it and it seeps you back into. Uh, yeah, it. I think so. Like, and that's it's got a lot of the DNA of later Metroid games. It's got hidden missiles and energy tanks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's got a really obtuse password system, which is kind of a pain in the ass. But with save states, um, I think that makes this game totally replayable. Cheat your way through it and see the end. Kill the mother brain. Defeat the world, save the galaxy. And also, <laughs> this is a, a hot tip for those of you out there. Enter your name is Justin Bailey. Yeah. You should wear a swimsuit instead. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's how. And the Metroid is a girl. A lot of people don't know yeah. that. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Can't crawl. Nintendo voice chat. Um, a little bit of Smash news this week, following yesterday or last week's direct. Uh, Sakurai took to Twitter to say that Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC lineup is now complete. Uh, this time, the selection was made entirely by Nintendo. Uh, I decide if we can create a fighter based on their selection, and then we come up with a plan. So it sounds to me like those five mystery guests coming in the <laughs> DLC and beyond for Smash Brothers are already chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, who do you guys want to see? Well, first of all, he tweeted that because he didn't want to get months and months yeah. of put Waluigi in it, right? Yeah. Well, he like, specifically even followed it up with a tweet that said, "Please do not do exactly yeah. that." Yeah. 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 And so he said, "Hey, Nintendo selected the characters. I tested whether they would make sense for this game. Shut up." Yeah. Right. I think that we're not going to shut up though. We're always going to. It probably rules say what out we third, want. Third party stuff. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I mean, if it's, if it's being selecting by Nintendo, maybe. Um, well, yeah, I feel like it would be more of a promotion, like promotion kind of opportunity for them to be like, "Here are our franchises, yeah, and new yeah. games that are coming out." Yeah, could mm-hmm. be. I think after Piranha Plant, like all, you know, all, all bets, bets are, are off. Basically, like that's a but, character I never would have been like. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> but DLC is also sold separately, and it's got to be attractive enough for somebody to plunk down that money, right? That is true. And so I could imagine them partnering. Like I, I, I don't think that many saw Ubisoft, but not that many people would pay for Rayman, right? Maybe but not, people would yeah. play for pay for Banjo Kazooie or spit on me. sorry, or <laughs> well, Goku from Dragon Ball or something, cool. right? Yeah. Look at the DLC from the last game. We had stuff like you know Cloud and Ryu, and those those were big sellers. So I think you're yeah. onto something there. That's yeah. that's actually a smart approach. Um, I don't know if you could do that with like, Boo. <laughs> Well, oh, so on. you weren't you weren't on the last you weren't on the last episode, uh, but we actually talked about how uh, Nintendo seems to be leaning into the a more generic character approach, right? Like, Piranha Plant is not PD Piranha; that's just mm-hmm. a Piranha Plant. And we've Except seen that. characters like um, uh, in Mario Tennis Aces. I point at Tina; that's Tina's game of the year this year. Um, yeah. But <laughs> top uh, ten, top ten. Dry Bones, mm-hmm. 
paratroopa, right? Like these are just these are just Toad classes, is generic, basically, yeah. right? Debatable. Captain Toad is not generic. Captain Toad, toad is, is generic. Is, mm, debatable. What, what about the old man Toad and the blue Toad? That's old man Toad. Oh, Uncle Toad? Uncle Toad? But maybe they have multiple Uncle Toads. What Everybody about has fat, more. shy guy specifically. You can't say that. That's, that's, that's body shame. Body shame, shy guy. Why? Well, he shy is, guys. though. It's not his problem that he's pleasantly plump. You, you got to uh, watch that. Pleasantly uh, plump, shy guy. Now, let me let you guys in on a little secret here. Sometimes on NBC. He's big dry boned. Sometimes yep. on NBC, Pear says, hey, you should put this in the run of show. And I do it because Wait, he's the general manager. Nobody said what characters they wanted. That's okay. Well, we got to move on. We're running out of time here. Um, we ended up talking too much about the dry bones. Okay. Uh, anyway, Pear says, put this in the show. And then I say, okay. And I assume that means that Pear's done the homework. No. But it does not mean that. So here's the update here. <laughs> Grease gets a release date. <laughs> December 13th. Nobody knows what that is. It's a Devolver game. It's a very pretty All art right. walk. So it's I asked you, I said... Look at this game. This game looks really cool. Uh-huh. Should we put that in the show? Mm-hmm. Do you have footage of it? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Hmm. I'd like for there to be footage, okay. but it doesn't look like it. Made so, Grease Devolver okay. Digital, obviously, uh, you know, publisher. If you're picks- watching this, if you're watching this post <laughs> uh, uh, video uh, just, release, maybe there is a B-roll. Who knows? Just, just, just <laughs> open a second tab and in, in, on YouTube, type uh, Grease. Just Google ahead. Grease G G R I S uh, trailer. Um, they announced this game <laughs> and then, for. And then well, Google, Google how to pronounce it, and, and then, then never come back. <laughs> and then Google Grease G R E A S E because Grease is the word. Huh? No, it's a hit musical. That's right. Perhaps Uh, you've heard of videos on it. You guys are hilarious. Anyway, it's a Devolver (laughs) digital game uh, that has really, really beautiful art style. Mm -hmm. It does. You can imagine. It does. And uh, we we actually covered this before when it was uh, Nary. uh, uh, It was but a a PC game, Mm -hmm. and obviously it's got uh, it it got uh, announced for the Switch. Comes out in December. Yeah. So I when is Nary coming to Switch? Nary. (laughs) Nary. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) What is this show? Uh, No, it looks really, really good. It's uh, made in in Barcelona, and you. No, that's great because they say Barcelona. Mm-hmm. You, so it's actually called Greece. This is like when someone does a book report on a book they didn't read. <laughs> yes, it has four letters. <laughs> There's plenty of videos available online for Greece, and it's made in Barcelona, and it's a great game. You should check it out. Yeah, it's pretty. It looks awesome. Yeah. From the clock. It looks really cool. It's a very clever platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, the biggest Nintendo news this week. Yep. Um, there has been some postings uh, that uh, Nintendo may be starting work on a new Legend of Zelda project. What? Um, I know. Oh my God! Giant uh, Nintendo company hires people. I know. According to uh, <laughs> according to the Japanese jobs page on Nintendo.com, out of Kyoto, they're looking for a 3D CG designer and level designer. They're looking for somebody with experience in action games, and specifically dungeon field and enemy design. Sweet. And they're they're looking for somebody capable of working on in-game events. Um, of note to this story, before we jump into the conversation, um, Nintendo president Furukawa said last month that he wants to see more DLC from the company's existing major titles. So I open it up to the floor. Are we getting more Zelda DLC, or is this for a standalone Zelda project coming who knows when? Whatever the or next is it a game. mobile game? Or is it a mobile game? Yeah, hopefully they'll announce that at E3 instead of a Zelda yes. game. Um, <laughs> People be, love when they do that. Be, that would be really awesome. Did you see my uh, Diablo case for the Nintendo Switch? That's just yeah, random nice. segue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, so I, I first of all, of course they're already working on the next Zelda. There's just no way Aonuma went on to a different project. Like, this is... This is his baby. He's gonna he's gonna work on the next Zelda game. Like, I've, yeah, I've, they've been working on the new. Yeah, game. and so when I saw this this job posting news, I wasn't thinking, oh, they're starting a Zelda game. I was thinking, this is 
obviously proves they're working on something. But I was also going like, oh no, they lost a level designer. Because mm. like, I, I mean, it sounds like maybe they're they're hiring for some replacements because this is not like they're staffing up. A thousand people plus worked on this damn game, right? Yeah. right. This is just a tiny little, two people is nothing for a Zelda game. Um, as far as whether it's DLC, I mean... They, they definitely I feel like we're a little. I feel like we're a little too far out the, from Breath of the Wild for f further DLC. Like I, I to me, you think in, so? I, I don't know. Like in, in an ideal world, this is development for um, whatever the sequel to Breath of the Wild would be. And if it were up to me, I want some sort of smaller, uh, more self-contained version of Breath of the Wild, like similar to like. I guess analogous to what Majora's Mask was to Ocarina of Time, mm -hmm. like maybe developed in the same engine, maybe using some of the same uh, resources and and objects, um, but like a quicker turnaround, but maybe with a different angle. And a particular note to me, the idea that that they're looking for somebody capable of working on in-game events, like here we go. I've spent a lot of time playing Destiny. I know Tina spent a lot of time playing Destiny. The idea of public events, mm -hmm. Destiny style in Zelda, like they just drop, you know, some kind of crazy powerful monster in the normal Hyrule and you get five of your best links to go after it and mash stuff up. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, like, something they've experimented with in Splatoon already, sort of being like, this yeah. weekend is this uh, this thing and you right. can get this thing yep. before doing it. Um, mm -hmm. But doesn't that sound like a mobile game? Kind of, but I, I also, I don't. How dare you? <laughs> No, because it's. I mean, there's only one link. We've had four-player Zelda games, but yeah, they were never. Like they were never like these swords. open online experiences. I, f I feel like. But you can wear different outfits. This yeah. is very old Breath of the Wild life. footage. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> we we are. I don't think we're anywhere near close being too far out from gaining DLC from this game. This is one of the best-selling games of the generation. This will be. This is one of the def definitive Nintendo Switch system sellers. You like, think that that after the the. The two that have already been released and the amount of time that's lapsed in between that they would go back and yeah, I think it's going to be one of the best-selling games this holiday for Nintendo. Think of something like Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption. You know, like where too spooky, huh? But where where it essentially it applies this like new condition to the overworld that makes you explore everything again and changes everything. I could see something like that. I mean, Mario Kart Eight got DLC last year. True, you know, that's true. Ten-year-old game at this point. Twenty, thirty-year-old. It's four hundred years old. Say that again. They've insisted that they want to support Breath of the Wild, and that's always received well because people who buy one game a year don't want to see it abandoned so quickly. I would love for them to drop in something that allows me to actually do something worthwhile with that motorcycle. That would be good. So that's that's the thing. The motorcycle was cool for a couple of minutes, right? And and if you're somebody who hadn't explored the entire world, I guess it has value. But to me, it didn't draw me back in because I had already explored so much of this world, and I'd done everything. So wait, in-game events, racing motorcycles with a bunch of links. That sounds great. DLC. Yeah. There you go. I think the in-game events. I hadn't considered it. it. I hadn't game. considered it until uh, uh, we brought it up just now. But like a modern take on Four Swords Adventure uh, in the Breath of the Wild engine sounds awesome to me. Uh, before Breath of the Wild launched, or even we found out about it, Anuma had hinted at effectively sort of testing out a multiplayer Zelda or like conceptualizing mm -hmm. like right. what's it like when a bunch of people work together uh, mm -hmm. playing a Zelda game and like we'd only really seen that with a top down perspective we haven't really seen that in a 3D space what was so. the uh, there was a recent multiplayer Zelda as well the the one for 3DS Triforce Heroes, Triforce yeah. Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. which was it was fun it was yeah. it was actually a good time in multiplayer no and just not <laughs> nope <laughs> I remember playing with you I, I and it was not it was a good not time a good it was time. fun when we played together in the office you and I played over Skype one night like in 1970s <laughs> and that wasn't good. <laughs> no, well, that didn't work at all. Now you can just use your Nintendo app on your phone. Yeah, that's true. 
But it would be oh, cool to solve, like you know, obviously games like games like Destiny are very popular. Mm -hmm. Anthem is very very popular in its pre-release phase. Uh, it'd be interesting for them to do something where you kind of work together and solve puzzles with four players, yeah, and you can play with some four swords adventure. It, that's it, to a lesser extent, Triforce. Cool, heroes. but I feel like that's also a really big risk. We'll yeah. see how Fallout seventy six does because. Interest on that game is definitely more muted than for Fallout 4 and 3. Right. Well, I don't necessarily. And I don't know if they would risk that. I don't necessarily need like a full blown like hundred player PvP sort of situation for Zelda, but like <laughs> I like the idea that you're you read you're that somewhere teaming up what hundred player PvP. Yeah, yeah, I've I've read a few articles <laughs> about a hundred player PvP. But, you should have um, put it in quotes. Yeah, uh, but I I I love the idea of. Teaming up with four people and dropping yeah. into like bespoke Zelda environments and taking on challenges like that. I well, think that's, that's really how cool. like in game events in Destiny where they're pretty mm -hmm. micro sized, so mm -hmm. it's not like it yeah. would be a full. But like, can you game. imagine? Can you imagine like a series of quests that you take on with a team, like a strike in Destiny, and then you go into a Zelda dungeon and you have four people working simultaneously to solve puzzles and take on enemies? Like that sounds that, awesome. That'd yeah, be a cool. That things. would be a cool DLC add on to Breath of the Wild because it would change the experience. Right. Like, I don't buy it that they'll. I think they really cherish that kind of like exploration, uh, you know, kind of more slower paced single player experience <gasps> too. What if like, you could play as the heroes? Okay, maybe you know, yeah. like what if you could? What if I could be that Birdman? Yeah, that would oh, have you all kind the, of different powers. You mean the new Super Smash Brothers DLC characters? Mm -hmm. Oh, you think that's who it's going to be? <laughs> it's just going to be uh, Rivali and Garouk, 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 and Garouk and Garouk. <laughs> how how dare you? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you really threw me for a curveball with that one. I'm so good today. That's okay. Uh, Here we go. Experience the mobile game IGN calls a remarkable technical achievement. PUBG Mobile is the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Enjoy eye-popping graphics, super smooth controls, and a variety of exciting play modes. Parachute onto a remote island for a winner-takes-all showdown. Survive pulse-pounding 100-player battles on a remote island filled with danger and opportunity. Make your way through sprawling rural and urban environments as you scavenge weapons, vehicles, and supplies inside a relentless, shrinking battle zone. Mix it up with different play modes that include teaming up with up to three players in squad matches. Drop in, gear up, and stay alive as long as you can. No Techie declares PUBG Mobile the daddy of Battle Royale. Defeat every player, stay in the zone, and before you know it, you'll be shouting your victory cry, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Download the official version of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds for free. Go to your Android or iOS store and type PUBG Mobile. Collect a special reward using the link and promo code provided in the episode description. Play now. Listen. We also got some news uh, about... Uh, a little, a little film that we haven't heard from for a long time now. You might remember that yep. uh, a while ago we'd heard that um, Illumination, the studios behind those adorable little minions, were working on a Mario movie. And uh, But they've kind of gone radio silent until recently when uh, Chris, you're going to have to help me out with this. This looks like a very European name. Do you know how to pronounce Mille this? Dandry? Thank you. Uh, he did an interview with Variety in which he Probably said... Probably American. Right. I like that this was not done... <laughs> I like that this was not done well for the first time. Uh, I think it's more exciting or more worthy than simply making another version of a film that was done incredibly well to begin with. So he's obviously talking about the uh, early 90s classic Super Mario Brothers <laughs> uh, and how that, that film's poor performance and reception 
uh, makes making this film easier, which well, I think is obviously, interesting. Obviously, because there's only up to go from there. Mm-hmm. Right. Can't really go worse. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I've recently re- watched that it? movie. And it, it's like... It's such a wreck. It falls into that sort of so bad that it's good territory. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. Actually, if you take it as like a comedy spoof of I agree. the franchise, yeah. maybe? It's also, it's also kind of fun to look at from like a production perspective because it's it's got a lot of really interesting ideas in the sort of props and set departments. Like mm-hmm. the husband and wife duo that were directing it, writing it for the first first time ever doing anything, were like heavily inspired by Blade Runner. So there's a lot of stuff going on huh. in the background that you're like, okay, I see what you're trying for. Mm-hmm. This is a big wet mess, but I like what you're trying to do here. Nice work. Um, this obviously will be animated, so it's a totally different thing. We've been hearing about this movie since the um, the Sony hack, which email is leaks. Yeah, the email right. leaks way back in the day, where they were effectively well, working. Well, that was really vague because that was like Sony was potentially in talks with Nintendo, yes. mm-hmm. so it wasn't really anything that would come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And even actually, when they had the conversation um, with Illumination, they uh, mentioned that if they couldn't come up with a good idea together in collaboration, they would just ditch the project. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess because we're still talking about it, they came up with a good idea. Well, yeah, I think well, it remains the, to be seen. I mean, we've not really seen any anything yeah, worthwhile from any sort it. of Sony Nintendo collaboration. So. Oh no, that's dead. But Illumination. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the big things holding this back are that most of these characters just make weird noises. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. But then again, so do the minions. I think that's the key. Yeah. Like, how can you get? How can you get? Do Mario the character justice without him having? talking constantly and annoying us, Mm -hmm. right? Well, don't you think it's going to be some sort of like, look at the way that they they position the minions alongside of another character, right? Like, it's going to be Mario and Luigi, but then also here's his friend Chris... Yeah. Like what if what if Peach from the just, real world, you know what I mean? Like what if Peach is like the normal person in that universe and she talks and does all this stuff and Mario is just like, eh. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I just hope I hope it's not yeah. some like nonsense Alvin of the Chipmunks fish out of water thing yeah. where he's like he's CG and he's like friends with a man who's real oh. like, he goes through a toilet what if he's it's, out uh, and, like, I he's mean, in Italy be, he's just a plumber yeah. no, yeah, you, guys are, you guys are burying the lead I mean he could just be in New Donk City yeah. like it could just be a New Donk City movie where Mario is just this little gremlin and New, York, New and Donk City's like real life everyone else is a, like a normal human being wearing a fedora yeah, they were not normal human beings you used to live in New Donk City. City would you like this yeah it's yeah. very accurate yeah. actually what if it's just all in Simlish, in like a Nintendo Simlish, and then there's just subtitles the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It seems mm-hmm. like a really well, he says terrible stuff, idea. Though. He says stuff. children yeah. to learn to read. He says stuff like, oh no. What, whatever they do, though, they have Let's to have this go. one sequence where everything goes 2D and you see like he jumps on Goombas and stuff, like like in the Odyssey. It'd be cool. Yeah. If like it was a normal movie and suddenly. What if it's just like two could... hours of, of him collecting like stars and moons in different levels? <laughs> Yahoo! I got and you're like, what am I watching? Like, it's this just, is... That's just like, like watching somebody movie? play Odyssey yeah. on Twitch. It's just like... like a it's like a two hundred million dollar let's play. Well, it's like that <laughs> yeah. original Doom movie where you're just going in first person perspective and yeah. it's like watching yeah. a There was the one good right? thing about the Doom movie. That it was in first person? That one first person sequence. That was the only one scene. That was the worst part. That That was the only good scene in that movie. That movie is so so bad. That's so bad it's good for you. Uh, Are they making another one of those two with The Rock? Another Doom movie? Yeah, Yeah, it's called Doom 2. Wow. Uh, Final Doom. So another thing that that Chris... God... Melodondry? Just yeah. say Good job. You can learn names. That's so great. <laughs> Zachary Ryan. Uh, he says that he's working closely with Shigeru Miyamoto, um, which he says is the issue from the last film. So I do think it's interesting that, that Miyamoto does have a lot of input in this, yeah. and I think that that will probably help to keep this on track. Um, but also, Miyamoto has gone on the record multiple times saying that uh, stories don't really have a place in video games, so I wonder how 
that philosophy transfers to. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he films, still believes right? that. Interestingly enough, in January when we first heard about this, I think it was like buried in a press release or something. Miyamoto said, "When I talked with Chris, he said he had read a lot of interviews with me and felt we had a similar approach to creation." And then later he said, "Chris is extremely cost conscious and time conscious in his quest to make successful movies," which doesn't really sound like the most like creative foot to to go off <laughs> sure. on. Thank you for it's saving very, money. Like, this is, yeah, he's and really good businessman. If you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast, Tina pulled both of those quotes like straight out of the head right out of her head just yeah. knew them I right off the top of her head she did good memory she yeah. didn't look them up on her phone <laughs> for sure but um, one thing if you go back to some of the you know the bigger Nintendo games the cutscenes are actually really good like yep. watch Pikmin for example yeah. Pikmin like they communicate a lot with no language it's really charming Metroid Prime uh, well, yeah, and to piggyback on that, and we mentioned this the last time this this topic came up, but uh, go on YouTube and look up the uh, Pikmin short films yep. that Miyamoto wrote and directed, um, and they're animated Pikmin. What about those guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really cute. They used to be available only through like uh, my Nintendo, I think, and now you can just watch them online. So, because I, I think mean, my preference in line with that would have been Pixar because they do such a good job, especially in their shorts. They do such a good job about giving characters that don't really have a voice a lot of personality. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So they could have made a cute. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Like, I would love to see a seven-minute Super Mario short film and then go, oh, man, that would make a great feature film. Right now, we're just going from nothing to nothing. Yeah, we're going in We'll see. There'll be a framing device. But they, the, the studio show with the minions, I mean, those those characters are funny. Kids really love them. Yeah, I not hate you. You mean a little bit, I too? Hate they like so much. cute little banana people. I loathe them. And they don't say the, real stuff either. <laughs> I don't like them either. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Interesting timing, though, that Illumination right now is promoting their, what is the secrets, uh, the secret pet life? Pets, or, yeah. yeah. Secret life of pets. Pets, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Uh, and Grinch as well. Mm-hmm. We're getting a secret message. Wally didn't need words. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. Good point. Wally. But Wally had a whole third act where there was like a bunch of humans that yeah, did a lot of exposition. Well, he communicated yeah. with yeah. his name, mm-hmm. kind of like in being John Malkovich. Yeah, or like see, that's po- what I'm talking. About. Or like what Pokemon do. I was gonna say. So you're saying a Pokemon movie yeah. would work? Yeah. Yeah. They made a hundred of those. Well, remember uh, when Pikachu spoke in the Pokemon movie and everyone freaked out? Uh, Dan, I need yeah. my I need my time back. Pikachu. Uh, that's weird. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is in priority development at Illumination and could be in theaters as early as 2020, 20, or 2022. 22? Yeah. What? I'll be so. dead by then. <laughs> Please don't. Hopefully I'm not. not. Yeah. Uh, Who's going to play all the indies? My last, my last note here <laughs> like on my script says, um, hey, is this movie going to be good or not? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah I Tina, hope I so. think it might be cut. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I'm going to go really optimistic and say it's going to be cut. Cut? Okay. <laughs> like, like there just won't be a film yeah. at all? Yeah, Miyamoto and, uh, you know, what's his name? Chris Milodondra. There you go. They're going to decide Melisandre? that it wasn't... Melis- <laughs> yeah. They're going to decide it wasn't cost-effective and time-effective. Huh? <laughs> wow, you're such a positive ray I'm of a sunshine. Ray of sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not cost-effective. Uh, I, it's been in development for 38 years. I think, eh, it, I think, it'll, be, I think it'll be a fun kids mo- movie. And I think you'll be upset at something. Like the not fact me. that there's a Mr... A Mr. Goomba, and he's not I, a generic I just, I Goomba. Don't, I don't see that that there's any way around the they idea talk that, like this. that Mario is lives in the Mushroom Kingdom. That's where Mario and his pals live. And somebody from the outside, like somebody that kids can see themselves in. He comes out of a com- video game like, machine. Exactly. Like Or vice versa. The kid gets it's sucked into Ralph. the Mushroom Kingdom. Or maybe exactly. they'll take yeah. it like origin story, and we just see how Mario became the plumber that he oh, is. God, well, I love that. disavowed that. That's not canon anymore. He's, mm-hmm. not, a mu- he's not a mushroom. He's not a plumber. Did you, by but the way, not, like, a mushroom. not to bring down the mood, but you saw Mario Segali died, the uh, 
the person that Mario oh, was correct. named after. Yes, yeah, so that, that yeah. was uh, that unfortunately happened. Um, I love re- you can read that story yeah. in the book Game Over. It's yep. really fascinating about how they're yep. setting up the uh, the Donkey Kong ar- original arcade cabinets. Mm-hmm. And he came in and he was like, "Where's the rent?" <laughs> and they're like, "Look at that guy with a mustache named Mario, <laughs> huh?" Yeah, that's he, cute. He was the landlord. Yep, yep. There we go. Um. So. <laughs> Last week's show was action-packed. We talked a lot about Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps you guys know it. But uh, we didn't have all the time in the world, and we didn't get to uh, Yoshi. So I did want to talk a little bit about Yoshi, Yoshi's craft. The Yoshi? Excuse me. Yeah, our number one dude, the Yoshi. The Yoshi. Uh, who will be making his debut the on Yosh. Nintendo Switch Sorry. soon. Who was he? Was he the Gooch? He No. No, was the a- Gooch was Mario. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I th- believe your name was Lolo. TJ? Oh, it was, I was Lolo. Yeah. Okay, good. Just uh, checking. Lolo. Yeah. Big, big yeah. boy in the Gooch. Um, <laughs> sorry, if you don't know what the, what we're talking about, uh, neither do we. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at this uh, this Yoshi's Crafted World footage. We did see a Treehouse presentation they played for about 25, 30 minutes. Yep. Um, and in it, we got to see uh, two-player mode and a couple of stages, which uh, I think... This game looks super fun. I, I'm a big fan of Yoshi games, um, and I particularly like the last few. I think they're trending up, as we like to say. Um, this one looks awesome. Like I think this has a really unique concept in the way that you uh, sort of attack both sides of this level. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at all those eggs. But yeah, I mean, you get a whole bunch of eggs. But uh, <laughs> in the two-player mode, there's some there's some added mechanics here that, that they showed off, like the ability to... Uh, carry your partner through a level and then jump off of one another. So there's secret areas. You have you know, more are, power if you're yeah, taking somebody piggyback. That are only yeah. accessible yeah, your through. Yeah, ground pound is more. Yeah. It has like a shockwave. Mm-hmm. Double yeah. pound. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show, the levels that they showed off were Poochie Sweet Run, which is what we're looking at right now. Yep. Um, this is sort of like a Candyland themed level. Um, I just love Poochie so much. Poochie's like, awesome. I just love that his big dopey face and how he always looks like he's having a great time hanging out with that lizard man. He is having a great. Is that? Yeah. Does that game look a little blurry to you? Uh, because it looks a little blurry to me, and I know some of that well, is they have the depth about, of like, field, foreground, middle ground. Yeah, background. they have the depth mm-hmm. of field, but like overall, I, w- I was I was looking at like Little Big Planet, a game that is stylistically really similar in some of the mm-hmm. levels, and like this game looks a little blurry. I don't know if that's Actually, the compression. Actually, Little or? Big Planet is closer in artistic design to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here we go. Yoshi's no. Woolly World. No, wait when you uh, wait when you see some of the arts and crafts levels, not the Candyland stuff. Maybe. It I looks don't know. A I, lot like it. Well, the next one is darker and grittier than the right. level they showed. Also, yeah, he gets a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yoshi's a little guy has people. ninja stars. He's got it's a knife, dark. too. Yeah. Yeah. A little knife. Yeah. Yeah. Aluminum they also, foil. They also showed off a level called Deceptive Doors, which was more of a like samurai ninja themed yeah. level. That's the one shy guy yeah. has a little knife. And he did he did have yeah, he did have the little knife that I thought was like a little scary. It was actually kind of adorable. It was. Because it's a tiny because it doesn't hurt it's anybody. It's tiny, and he just yeah. goes, and you just swallow him, and it's, it's done, and it's fine. Ba-dong. It's no problem. <laughs> but do you think when Yoshi eats an enemy with a knife, I mean, how does that work? It, it goes fell. down kind of Blood. hard. No, it, it fell. It's blood. like when you swallow a pill, and it's just like, oh, I think, really go down Oh, I think nicely. blood. <laughs> uh, nope. So I, I did like that the uh, like a lot of the background stuff is interactive. Yeah, um, cool. A lot of the ways that you transform the levels. So, um, see, here we are riding Poochie, and I just I love him so much. He's super cute. He's such and a then good there's Poochie Pup. This makes me want to replay Woolly World because uh, on the 3DS, Poochie was heavily featured in that game. But um, hmm. I really like Woolly World. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was good. And I already said that name. <laughs> Woolly World. Woolly World. <laughs> um, 
so I mentioned that you level. can play. I mentioned that you can play through the levels backwards and forwards. So once you finish a level one direction, you get to swap and go back through. And it's it's really interesting the way that you see the backside of the level. And mm -hmm. like like in this level, there's these shy guys that are pushing those blocks down on top of you. But when you play it the opposite direction. Uh, you attack those shy guys first. You don't have to dodge their or watch for their timing. You can see like you can just, you're just coming through on the backside here, and you see other stuff in the background that was in the foreground in the last level. And I think that's really interesting because there's so many items that are hidden all over these levels that you miss something going one direction, but you see it in the other direction. Yeah, that's really cool. It's like the Labo game. They like again, like the uh, the other stage shows a little bit more of the mechanics of the level levels, little cardboard cutout elevators and things like that. Um, it's kind of cool to see the mechanisms from the other side too. So mm -hmm. It's almost like an open cute. world game when you look out into the distance. You're like, I'm gonna go there at yep. one point, and you can yeah. kind of do that here. And then you just uh, flip I it. also think it's really funny, like in this level in particular, you, you can see all these labels and stuff on on the uh, the snack items, <laughs> and then when you go back through. Uh, on the you know the back side of the level you can see them more clearly or you see ones that you missed before so there's like all these like fake product placement i think mm -hmm. that's really cute by the way that's yoshi's island right now right there we needed the effects chip to make those those <laughs> things fall forward remember that right. yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, a total yeah. homage there brian doesn't remember yeah. that because he doesn't like that oh that's game, right but, yeah he hates um, it i like it i just don't think it's like one of the greats yeah oh no. boy uh so also <laughs> i thought of particular interest in this playthrough they mentioned uh on multiple times how the challenge comes through completionist level completionist yeah. runs which this is something that i think we see a lot in kirby and yoshi games in particular and i really love like robobot was a really good proponent of this style of level design and woolly world too in some of the later levels yep. but like if you wanted to collect everything if you wanted 100 percent levels there's some pretty challenging stuff that you needed to do in order to like access places or dodge enemies or things like that. Yeah, I think that's how the, some of the best Nintendo games scale. Um, you can play through as a baby, mm -hmm. if you're a little baby, uh -huh. or you can go back in 100% like a big burly man with a good mustache. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's how I like to play these games. There's that. Yeah, no, it's like a combination of the collectibles, and then also there's a bunch of timed puzzles that I think some of them you can only play through once, and you have to play through the entire stage yep. again to redo if you don't we, get it we the first about, time. We talked about 3D World briefly before, but like that's one of those games where you can just pretty much mainline through the game fairly easily, and if you want to go back and collect everything, it's legitimately difficult. And then there's all that post-game stuff where there's like some of the wait, hardest wait. levels that Nintendo's ever made. Poochie Pup, his butt is hanging out of that cupcake. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really cute that you it's collect those little cute. Poochie boys. Mm-hmm. Just wiggling. Also, like, the, but, the cardboard macaroons. Specifically, I mean, Nintendo's obviously been doing this sort of, like, hidden challenge design since Super Mario World, right? Or, yep. or even before that, but... Um, Specifically, I feel like Yoshi and Kirby franchises have leaned into that more and more yeah. because these games, at a glance, are are well, not even at a glance. Like playing through them, they're so easy. They're for like babies. You can just yeah, they are for babies. <laughs> like Kirby earlier this year was a, a perfect example of this, where like yeah, that's a baby game for babies. Wow, but <laughs> it's true. But some of the later stuff and some of the completionist stuff, like you really had to get your timing down. Like you really had to have the right combination of Kirby weapons or, or abilities. You know, so like I think it's I think it's a really good way to diversify the way that you're making these stages and allow uh kind of in the same way that like a pixar movie appeals to kids and adults i was like, gonna say that yeah. it's like the shrek of video games mm -hmm. where there's these like hidden topical. jokes yeah yeah, yeah. very yeah, topical exactly. yeah nicely done i like nice. all the tape 
This looks cute. Yeah, I'm really excited. It. It's really I'm, a little, I'm a little bummed it doesn't run better, but this is also the the two player mode. It chugs you like you can see it? it in this presentation. Seeing the levels, I this understand. Is, this is an alpha version. This might even be beta. You don't. You're not. You're it's not done. It. They finished it like nine years ago. Seeing the levels, I have a deeper understanding of why the shy guys are, are so large. Yeah, they're, there's they're just eating, candy everywhere. They're just eating oh. everything. They're just yeah. a goose is galooping all so over here, the place. Here's the level that I think looks a lot. This stage looks a lot cooler. This is the the ninja world thing. Yeah, and I love how they did the bamboo forest with with green straws in the background. It's yeah, really it's creative. All, yeah, it's yeah. all like yeah. arts and crafts, which I think is yeah. very yeah. smart. But There's also this moment where you remove cover at one point and a shy guy comes out normally to hide behind that cover and then he looks around because he's really confused. <laughs> the it's really also, cute. They, they announced they're selling Labo kits based on these entire stages. They're worth $2,000 each. <laughs> you had me going there <clears> for Now, kids, second. don't get mad. Yeah. Uncle Brian made a joke. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, do we do you think there will be Labo to go with this? I hope so. There's, a, there's so much like clever design in this game that, that would be awesome to create something like that. Um, there, that guy right, has we'll a little see. knife. Look at that. Yeah, he has this little shiv. Oh, he doesn't, <laughs> eat, he doesn't eat the. He doesn't eat the knife. It's a shiv guy. Yeah, <laughs> shiv guy. Shiv that's guy. Good. That's good. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah. Also, we should point out the the ricocheting eggs give eggs different abilities, which I think is kind of cool. You can bounce eggs off of stuff, and then like, they'll maybe they'll start on fire or something. I don't know. Yep. But sounds like <laughs> a, looks like a good old time. I'm excited to play it. Do we have a release date? Do you do you know? I feel like that's something I probably should have looked it's up before I got on right the show. Now. This is one of Whoa. those things that I didn't add for you to the runner show. Yeah, yeah that's right. Should have added that. Oh, well, next time you slack me like 15 things <laughs> to put into the runner show on the day of the show, just I, keep that in I mind. I figured you had no idea Send where we're shooting NBC, it. so no. you needed help. No. Paris seems to think that this show always comes together in the 11th hour, which is sometimes true, mm -hmm. but no. that's not the Zach case. did a nice job planning. Hey. Yeah. Thanks, Pear. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and now, let's talk about what we're playing this week, because we're not playing Yoshi's Crafted World yet. Oh, I wish. But uh, uh, let's talk about a little bit of uh, the games that we're playing on our Nintendo yeah. Switches. Go ahead, Pear. Is, is it a little game we play? No. Grease? No, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I have not played Grease. <laughs> Don't bring that up again. Um, <laughs> man, look up look up the, tra the trailer. Good. Uh, no, I've been playing... Look uh, up that trailer, because I didn't have a chance to before I came to <laughs> no, the No, I liked it. it. Welcome uh, to IGN. Review your own games. <laughs> We're tired. You will anyway. So. Audience, if this you would is, like to vote is, any member off this panel right now. This is the most quarter four ass show I've ever seen of NBC. Go I, ahead. I don't know what that means, but I totally agree. Uh, I'm playing 7 billion humans right now. Uh, it just came out from the makers of World of Goo, if you know them, Tomorrow Corp. Uh, really talented indie dev with a very... Put World of Good. Yeah, it's World of Good. Similar. Um, World of Goop. Uh, I immediately knew the team responsible for this game because they have a very iconic yeah, they have style. A very mm -hmm. Just from the style, yeah. funny, I mean, tired-eyed people. Who, who <laughs> makes a game called Seven Billion Humans too? So this is actually this is a sequel um, where semi-sequel to kind of like all of their games, and it's on, it's actually a game that teaches you programming. Uh, it's very very clever. It's about basically uh, machines, robots are taking over, and they're putting humans to to uh, to work. Which usually results in the death of said humans. They they are very dispassionate when it comes oh. to treating lives fairly. Okay. And so what you have to do, you have these challenges where you can uh, you can with the touchscreen or with the uh, Joy-Con drag simple commands into a command list mm -hmm. and make the humans do stuff. For example, okay. step down one square. That can be a command. Then you can do a little uh, if then statement. It's, uh, I'm already losing you. I can tell. Oh yeah, my eyes are already glazing over. And so it is very, very basic programming. You're trying to solve these puzzles. So there are like more than sixty of these in order to do things like pick up this if then then go over here and fall in hole and be dead, like that kind of stuff. And it has this really wicked sense of humor. So as a dad, I was very pleased to see my son pick up on it and do these challenges that where I walked in 
30 minutes later, had completely lost the thread and could not figure out how to complete the challenge. Oh, wow. Because they build on each other, and my little 12-year-old was doing it. So, so it's sort of like a language. If you have if you have kids, real kids, not little baby screamy ones, they should, um, they this Yoshi. is really cool. It actually does teach them coding. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really neat. Yep. Yeah, it sounds cool. How is the how are the controls? Is it like because I know they they experimented with pointer controls? Really good. It works. This world of yeah, world of good didn't feel right. Too much. World of good good had too much uh, too much latency. I felt Uh like this one uh, very snappy. But you kind of want to play this in handheld mode with a touchscreen. Yeah, cool. Works great. Yes. Uh, I'm playing a game that is the opposite of what you just of said. Good? No, it's it's no, it is a phenomenal game, but it is not anywhere near uh, building engineering if then statements. Um, that's Diablo three. Uh, yeah, which yeah, I'm playing that too. Oh <laughs> Same boy, here. this has really taken over my life, just like it did the first time I played Diablo three. Yep, and just like it did the second time I played Diablo three, and I can't stress enough how how much replayability and and how much engagement is increased just by having it portable like it's nuts like i know everybody's the conversation about the switch is like well, it's just the same games but portable but like diablo 3 specifically i feel like is tailored for this exact experience yeah. and i'm having just a blast working my way through it i've been like looking for an, a game like this on switch for a while and playing games that are similar but not as good stuff like nine parchments which i brought up on the show before really which i really like parchments, yeah. yeah um this is just this is the king right like this is this this is one of the greatest games ever made it's one of the best-selling pc games ever made um this is a perfect match for Switch, as, as Zach alluded to. And this is probably a good time to say that we are doing a bunch of really cool sort of like high-end video stuff around oh, this yeah, uh, sure. here at IGN, including um, a two-episode mini run of Link Together. Oh, you brought it back. Which we are playing. So, um, and so we, wait a second, though. Is mm-hmm. you like What's on the left? Joy-Con, what's on the well, right Joy-Con? In, in, in typical Link Together fashion, like one of us is doing everything, everything. and the other one's just kind of moving. So oh, okay. uh, <laughs> obviously it's different than playing something like Breath of the Wild together because there's no accidentally bombing yourself into a pit because you can't really die like that in this game. But still, hilarity does ensue. So please yeah. watch that when those episodes launch. This this really, I mean, this game kind of whets my appetite to see more from Blizzard on this machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously we talked about Overwatch in the in the past in Hearthstone, but I would love for them, like, you know, when they're redoing Warcraft 3, which they just announced, for them to figure out how to get this to run on the Switch would be really, really nice. Maybe we get Diablo Immortal, a yeah, screen game yeah. that was also announced so, that people weren't so happy about. I did want to point out in our show notes, it says <laughs> Diablo 3 and then in parentheses it says from the makers of Diablo Immortal lol is that you? yeah that was me you troll yeah. uh, I will say that like it's <laughs> God damn it. It's awesome to see yet again another big AAA third yeah. party uh, take one of their best games and put it here I'm, I'm, I'm still sort of like let down with EA's approach to this platform yeah. of the sort of like we'll give you this game that you know it isn't necessarily a good fit for the platform, and then it doesn't sell tremendously. And they go like, "Oh, maybe not the sw- maybe the yeah, switch yeah, isn't yeah. right for us." But Diablo three, I was looking at the eShop charts just today. It's it's the best selling downloadable game on well, Switch. Thank right goodness. Now. Didn't we play this at Gamescom and hate it at the time? No, we played it. And we we le- we were impressed that at level they had a level seventy demo uh-huh. that it actually worked. That's yeah. what it was. ran I think, nicely. Yeah. I don't think we I think hated we just the game. I think we it. hated yeah. the demo yeah. because mm. it was like the three of us. Yeah. Super late game. 
without any uh, like context, no context, no. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like I guess like all of that progress. It's yeah. it's a game that builds. Yeah, it's a game that builds upon itself in the way that like your skills change over time or the way you you use those skills. Like, the, you know, yeah. the and powers so are earned. You feel right. great yeah. when yeah. you unlock all. Yeah, that. I, I so like just dropping we just you in after a, a you know yeah. five year gap of yeah. like Fair. here's super late game content was a little I'll confusing. I'll say because because we haven't really done this, but um for those of you who are who don't know what Diablo three is, um it's effectively a top-down action RPG yep. where you uh, traverse environments and level up your character and you pick a different character class and each one plays differently and has their own traits. Uh, and you pick up items and weapons that uh, sort of build upon uh, your armor and your helmet and your mm -hmm. swords, all this cool stuff. It's got it's a it's, loot grind. Yeah, and yeah. it's incredibly deep. World it's of really Warcraft fun. Better loot. Um, but it's also got this sort of like uh, kind of mindless casual approach to it too where you can sort of play on easy and just like kill a bunch of zombie dudes. I've and, been... And uh, it's, Go ahead. No, it's it's and it's if you see it and you think it's more of kind of like a game that plays itself. The the actions are mapped to the button, so you're you're hitting stuff with your sword if you're barbarian, for for example, on axe, uh, and you can fire projectiles. But you also unlock these powers where you then hit a button to unleash them, and like stuff starts to happen on its right. own. So yeah. it's kind of like in between a game like a Legend of Zelda where you have direct contact. And, and fight the enemies and something that is a little bit more like an RPG, like a FF12 or something. Totally. And yeah, and if you play as sort of like mm -hmm. uh, one of the more sort of confrontational classes, they'll be head to head, you know, hitting people with melee attacks more often. I like to play as like a wizard, magician, and sort of hang back to spells. You're a wizard, and they all have, Brian. yeah, and they all have like little meters. So, like, you get that reference. What, the gauntlet? No. no. Oh, what? Oh, this is making a Harry Destiny? Potter. No, it's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Your if, favorite series. If they made like a Harry Potter Destiny movie. game, that'd be like a perfect a combination book? of things to slam dunk in the garbage can. Um, no, so. Yeah. I, so, the uh, what's really cool about it is you're basically kind of very quickly micromanaging meters of like a couple of different powers that you can use and cycle through and you'll kill one and then it'll charge back up while you use the other and use some melee attacks. Um, and there's, there's a local multiplayer, which mm -hmm. works really well on Switch. Are you going to play it, Tino? I mean, everyone's probably already so far ahead of me. What, what level no. are you guys well, at? You can find new friends. Yeah, who, play who by yourself. The ultimate you friend. You don't friend. be my friend anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll make it a new baby character and play <laughs> true, with you. True story. Uh, Tina gave me her friend code like two months ago, and I still haven't added it. I know. You so didn't even add me. Oh, it, was during Mario I... it was during my Mario Tennis hey heyday, uh -huh. and you just left Game me there. Game of the year. Abandoned. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll fix That's that. why I don't play it anymore. So you're gonna? are you going to go all the way to 70? You're Why not? Keep playing it. Yeah. Why not? It's gonna take I, so forever. I have, I have two. There's other games out. We have Diablo on two switches in my household, and the other two switches, and the people attached to them are very mad. So I think I have to buy two more. Oh boy. Mm. And then that's, that's great. Just for all your yeah, extra joy cons. Well, there's so a there's right. a Diablo three bundle switch bundle. Oh so. yeah, that's much cheaper than buying just the game. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of which, I am actually giving one of those away oh. very soon. So follow me Maybe. on Twitter to Maybe find out how. That's it. pretty good. Oh yeah, not for you. Snare Piter way to win it. Snare Piter. Pierce Cider. Yeah, that's what I, I want to send a free spider. switch to the guy that bought every Joy-Con. That's yeah, a good look. <laughs> well, it means I have more Joy-Con. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about these other two games before we move on. Yeah. So talk to me about Gal Metal. Gal Quickly. Metal is a really weird game from uh, from DMM Games. Uh, it's published here by Marvelous slash Exceed. What about uh, Guy and Metal? It's, it is... Um, it's a rhythm game, kind of like Taiko Drum Master, which also came out, by Very the way. Good. If you want a good drum game, that's out there. I haven't, I haven't played the final version, but it looks really, really cool. I played the demo. But this is basically a simple drum rhythm game with, uh, with Japanese anime metal girl, girls.
So like you know you know like the baby metal and yeah, stuff, yeah. but mm-hmm. but they play uh, like they play like weird metal version of like Antonin Dvorak music, and um, it's Whoa, very this is nuts. It's very charming. You can play it with a Joy-Con detached, where on the left hand you have your uh, your <laughs> kick drum, on the right you have the snare, and if you hit both you have the crash. Mm. Uh, and uh, what's different about this is isn't like Guitar Hero where you have to follow kind of like the road and hit the buttons. You actually have to freestyle it, so you oh, have to okay. stay within the rhythm and it grades you on your rhythm but you can actually be creative and um only thing they have they have rolling keyboards and drum machines at this game that's weird yeah it's uh it's and you play for audiences of like screaming squids and it has like a a cute anime nonsense story with uh, aliens and stuff but Mm -hmm. it's it's very charming um you know like really unlike anything if Taiko Drum Master didn't exist, which in the end I, I do think it's a better game, judging from the demo, with a little bit more more uh, control and more fun. And this is uh, single player only. But what I played so far is really, really charming, really cool. So all in all, it's been a fantastic week for highly Japanese drum themed <laughs> video games. If game you want something Switch. super Japanese, this is it. It's Does one it of the two that launched. <laughs> Does it teach you basic drumming? Uh, well, you got programming, you got it drumming. Kind of, yeah. It might teach yeah. you basic yeah. rhythm, but yeah, I don't it know teaches you rhythm drumming. and it grades you on it. But it's again, it's very simple, right? It's it's three drum sounds. There's no like, it's not like rock band or guitar here. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, somebody tell me about Passportout. I wish I knew how to say this game. Passport really like it. Pass, Pass, Passport Passport that's French. Okay, so Passportout is this uh, Passport wonderful <laughs> Passportout, Passportois. The T is silent. Yeah. Is it? So how do you say it? There's Pass, like a bunch Passport of T's. Two. That's that was you Passport said one two. of the T's. It was not all T's. Every time you say it, it's a different yeah. T. Okay, so pair. What's the name of this game? Passepartout. Passepartout. The starving artist. Passepartout. The starving artist is an indie game that just launched on Switch. It used to be on Steam. Uh, still is. Uh, and it's it's really cute because it's about a guy uh, who paints paintings and then sells them. And using the touchscreen on Switch, you are able to basically grab a canvas out of your garage, uh, paint on it, and then put it out. And then people who live in this weird little French town walk up and down the street and uh, buy paintings off of you. Hmm. And then you spend that money on bread and wine. Huh. What? Yeah, it's real. No and cheese? It's super French then. Yeah, and so if you really phone it in on one of the paintings you do, they'll be like, this is lazy and garbage and I don't want it. Or, But if you really try hard and you give it a good title... Um, it's they'll, they'll they'll give you money for it, and then you can go like that's not enough money. I want more money than that. So there's like a haggling element to it. And the more paintings you sell, the the better your character sort of like levels up, and then it moves up in the art you're, world. You're going to I want to be a lazy it's French really, artist who gets it's, wine. It's incredibly charming, and the art direction is really sweet. It's like almost claymationy. I wish we had some footage, but it's it's uh it's. It's it's one of like my favorite indie games in a while. <laughs> if I only really I could it. find it on the eShop right. because they're like three hundred new games out. Video games, huh? They're really great. This is Whack. a good week for weird ass stuff. Yeah. Grip. Uh well Reese. you know, Pear, you mentioned it earlier, but now it's time to play our favorite game. It's not a game. Question block. Actually, uh Jan Cecilia from the uh the old Nintendo voice chat podcast forums mm-hmm. uh, he says question block is a game we are the ones playing it and it consists of making up the best questions whoever gets their questions on the show wins Jan having correct. it read but that wasn't a question no I know but he was well, just saying whoever gets their questions game. on the show wins wait no but they he Jan uh, Jan didn't ask a question and won no but, he's not participating in the game this week he's just pointing out that it is in fact but you game. read okay, so like you read point. Jan's question in the question block so that's that yeah, they won yeah it's under question block it's a bullet point just a disclaimer. What else we got? So it's cheating. <laughs> the first actual question Jason Mario asks: Don't you hate pants? Am I Daffy the Duck? 
No, I know. I mean, I don't think he's talking about like Winnie the Pooh in it, but Aww. I mean, like just pants in general. The just in general. Yeah, I kind of like pants. I don't I, mind I, pants. I enjoy them. Yeah, I enjoy them during the day, not at night. I yeah. then I put no. I don't wear pants at night either. If I, I wish I was one of those people that looked like like put together enough to be athleisure and could yep. wear sweatpants all the time. I've seen you. I've seen you wear like like fitted sweatpants yeah. in the office, and then I've made fun of you for it. So. I know, but I wish I could do it because they're so comfy and yeah. nice in the butt. <laughs> wow. Well, there are some stylish ones. Like if you get like the silk mm-hmm. kind of textured ones. You can't be wearing, I, I a, you can't be wearing silk pants on. to work. That's weird. No, no I can't do that. Just on like a weekend hike or something. I have I have like a 12-hour flight this weekend, and I'm definitely wearing some sweatpants. Okay. <laughs> Better believe I'm wearing some yeah. silk pants on that flight. Hell yeah, I wear a silky Remember pants. Remember when the people used to <laughs> dress up the butt? for flights? Oh. On, like suit and tie. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I feel like that was like a thing. In the even 1920s. Until, mm-hmm. No, I feel like that was even a thing and like up until like I was a kid because I remember like the first time I flew anywhere, my mom was like, Deal. Yeah, it's like you got to put on a collared shirt. You're gonna get yeah. on a plane. And then you get your what? cigarettes out. You got smoke on the yeah, airplane. Remember that? Cigarette. Yeah, when I was like, all the six. kids are like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Um, remember, that? Kylie remember. Daniel asks. No, nobody remembers no. that. Nobody's as old as you are, pair. That's right. Kylie Daniel asks. Uh, Mario Kart Tour was announced back in January and stated to be released by March 2019, but we haven't heard anything since. When do you think we will hear more about this game, and what kind <laughs> of game do you want it to be? March 2019. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the mobile game, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's been kind of MIA. Yeah. I I feel like it'll be a uh an early 2019 uh Nintendo Direct reveal where it's like yeah. and it's available right now. When's the next Apple event? Uh That's a really good that's point. That's a good question. It just Isn't it always one? You don't yeah. it, it just did it, yeah. It mm. I mean it really doesn't get better uh, bigger than Mario Kart, right? Yeah. Mario Kart is a bigger game than Mario Odyssey. And they did Super True. Mario run at an Apple event, so. Yeah. Yep. That was huge. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you so might be right. Maybe they when the have those lines in when the next like thousand dollar iPad gets revealed, that was um, like a week, literally a week ago. That was a week ago. Yeah. So yeah, that means they're not ready to reveal it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So also we're Mario, we're we looking at a potential delay. Do you think, or is it still like one of those surprise kind of? And now it's available. I think they could just do it without an Apple event. That's what they did with that Dragalia game. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. true. Also, iPads like but if you ever played Mario Lost doesn't like necessarily need the pomp and circumstance of like a Mario Kart reveal. Like Mario Kart pairs right. Like Mario Kart is one of the biggest selling franchises of all time. Yeah, I think that they'd put a little more like marketing oomph behind whatever because we, we haven't Kart, even yeah. seen it. Right? Like, yeah, no. we, no. It's nothing. Logo. Tree. We don't know what it is either. Whether it's actually well, a full racing game. I assume it's Mario Kart, but well, or it could be I don't know, like a pit stop management game. Like you don't know. Like it might be. It's not like it's not like Fire Emblem is exactly like Fire Emblem. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Animal Crossing is also not exactly like Animal Crossing. Oh, True. I know. Yeah. See? I know. You've been burned once before, huh? Just Daytona mm-hmm. Mario. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in on Americas. that. Well, yeah, that'd be cool. Good. Maybe you just bet on the cars. Maybe it's like Touch Derby. What if it's a game about a guy that has to clean up the track after the race? Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, all right. That got away from us. Every every amount of money he makes, he pays on a wine and cheese. I love how everybody gets a bad idea, and I put one in, and we're like, shut it down. Yep, no, that's it. Chris Soto (laughs) asks if the Nintendo 64 Classic is announced with the rumored direct coming, does it have a release this year? I think they would announce it's, I think it would announce that it's coming in the spring. So, 
I agree. No, there's no way that it comes out 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic were released in November, November and September, respectively. So I think if we're talking about a Nintendo 64 Classic, which I honestly don't even think is going to happen, I think they're going to take those Nintendo 64 games and put them in whatever sort of virtual console solution that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, like w- the way retail works, we would almost definitely have seen some sign of life of this well, thing there somewhere. Was that whole thing about Nintendo re-upping the uh, patent on the Nintendo 64 yeah, controller. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we would have seen like a like a blurry image of like a GameStop promo thing or like maybe. a, 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 a skew on a, image, it's somewhere yeah. Yeah. on Snapchat. It's yeah. too yeah. late. And also, I mean, they are selling classic consoles this Christmas. Don't underestimate how many people don't own a Super NES or an NES classic. Yep. And, you know, I think Nintendo is just going to restock the retailers like crazy, make sure that they're enough in the pipeline now so that people, when they go into stores and they see the PlayStation Classic, can also pick up the Super NES Classic. Yeah, a holiday time frame makes sense, but 2018 is over. Yeah. 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 No, it'll be next year. And do you think N64 Classic will be the next one? I kind of think they got to go Game Boy. I would would love love a Game Game Boy Boy. Advance. Oh, my God. Aren't you guys cute? No, original Game Boy. No, give me a Game Boy. Why not both on one system? Think think about how cheap it would be for them to do that simple Game Boy screen. Yep. Like, well, what a I Game Boy see... Mini would be really cute, like, yeah. but it's like shaped like a Game Boy Pocket. <laughs> it's just a Tamagotchi. <laughs> they made it micro. I mean, I still I have that, that thing. Yeah. I made Shaq play that It doesn't that even thing. have to be yeah. that small. It could be. They could make it like like yay big and uh-huh. put all the games on it. That'd be a differentiator. I mean, it's not that. like you can buy those Game Boys anymore. I mean, I just want to play Link's Awakening again. I went like Game Boy Large. Ooh. Like it's like this, like well, a house. It doesn't have to be that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They already it's did that. It's 3DS. They just put it out in stores. <laughs> did I ever tell you guys a story about my Game Boy, <laughs> Game Boy Jumbo? <laughs> I had, an, I had a Nintendo. genius. Thanks. I had a Nintendo GameCube that had like the screen, like the, you know, you ever seen one of those things? Like a yeah. portable screen for the yeah. GameCube. And it had a Game Boy, Game Boy player underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you told the story. Yeah, and so yeah. you could play a Game Boy like that. Well, didn't yeah, you, like, you like a real play, fool? Didn't you yeah. play? Uh, you told the story about WarioWare. No, WarioWare Twisted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Played with it like, and you could hear the disc yeah. like grinding in there. And that's actually one of the rarest GameCube discs now is the Game Boy Player disc. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's go for like hundreds of dollars. Like nails on a chalkboard. Millions. Russell Hodgson <laughs> just says Mario Golf. Yeah, sure. Do it again. Yeah, great. Bring that. That's not even a question. He just says Mario Golf. I'm not much of a golfer. Mini golf though. Yeah, I mean that's what. Well, okay. See, Mario, Mario golf, golf is, is more Mario golf is just fun. That's oh, great. Yeah, yeah. The last Mario golf, the one for 3ds, um, is like such a great Mario golf game. Like it's yep. so perfect. I love it. I wish that they would do another one for the Switch. Ooh, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there'll be one. But I want them to do somewhere in between, like more RPG stuff than Tennis Aces had. But without all that dumb stuff that they put in tennis, the like, campaign, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why. Like, that's why I enjoyed Golf Story because it had like an overworld map and some silly side quests and all of that. Did you finish Golf Story? No. Yeah, nobody. I did. enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love it to you, the end. You played Greece? I liked it. Yeah. I will play Greece. Gr- you tried Grass? I will pl- play Greece. Pass Patoot? Pass Patoot. Uh, <laughs> last question. Terry Leeds asks, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Terry Leeds asks, do you think we will see a re-release of Ocarina of Time for its 20th anniversary, whether that is a Nintendo 64 classic or a Switch remaster? Well, here's the deal. So <laughs> Ocarina of Time's anniversary is coming up in like two weeks. Yeah. So I feel like if there was going to be an Ocarina of Time remaster, we would have heard something about it unless they want to say like, eShop oh, bomb. Congratulations, Boom. Ocarina of Time is now on your Nintendo Switch, which would be great. Um, oh, what, what, I would so love nice. to play that on my Switch. What sucks about the lack of a dedicated virtual console is that there's currently no like 
vehicle for that to just happen. Yeah. Whereas a couple of years ago, they could do that, right? On right. Wii, on 3DS, on Wii U, they could just be like, it's the birthday of Donkey Kong. Here's the new, here's the old Donkey Kong. Now it's just basically NES games. That's the only place they have to put those things. That would so. be the coolest thing for subscribers to the online plan to just say, here's a zero dollar version of Ocarina of Time. Oh, for everybody who subscribed. Huh? It's free? Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. They sold it. it so many times. What? That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> They've sold all of these things so many times, and yet here we are. It means they can sell it so many times again. Back. To yeah, you know what? That would raise expe <laughs> expectations that you get more. The Game free Boy stuff. Large. The Game Boy Large is coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, and it plays Ocarina of Time. You get nothing. <laughs> Long story short, no. I, I, I mean, I don't think I don't think we see an Ocarina of Time re-release for the 20th anniversary. Um, but the good news is, next week's NVC, we're doing a special extra long episode. Uh, Fully dedicated to Ocarina of Time, we're going to talk about our favorite Ocarina of Time memories. We're going to talk about the development of the game. Shigeru Miyamoto will be here no, to that's talk not to true. us about. Uh, that is not true. Again. I thought you called him. No, he he said he. Uh, he's busy he said he's working, on the Mario, he's working on the Mario Mario movie. Uh, he's trying to figure out how to make it very cheaply. Yeah, that's true. That was yeah. a lie, but all that other stuff is true. <laughs> Next week's NVC is going to be a very special commemorative edition uh, Ocarina of Time 20th anniversary retrospective episode. Um, Still working on guests for that yeah. one, but it should be a good episode. So I will not be in. here, but you boys enjoy and You'll girls. You'll be here. I will not be here. I'll be flying. But you hate Ocarina of Time. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I hate it. That really throws a no. hammer yeah. in the old spokes. Yeah. Well, uh, just remember in that game, you guys can talk about this, but it's, isn't it weird uh, when you go to read a science? You know what that means? You cut it in half. I'm going to have to bring Sam on. Yeah, well. You can just live text. That mustache is sentient. And then it'll be on. I could do that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll call you guys from Can the you airport. record us like a little cell phone video? Oh, my sure. God. Telling us your yeah. favorite. Well, whatever you need. Well, obviously <laughs> over. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Tina, thank you. lovely to have you on the show again. Thank it's you. been a while. Don't be a stranger. Uh, and thank you for watching out there. Remember, you can watch NVC right here on IGN.com, Thursdays at 3 p.m., every Thursday, and Fridays at 3 p.m. on YouTube. I look a little bit out of focus, but that's okay. <laughs> Catch us next week. We're going to be talking about that Zelda game that I mentioned earlier. I'm having a really tough time wrapping up this show. Uh, get the thing. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Redolf Bantwine, wherever podcasts are available.